All right, here we go. It's SEO This Week, episode 202. As you can see, no more green screen. Got rid of that. We got a little bit of a mess going on in the background, but I'm going to get that all fixed up. Uh, the green screen will be back, but I needed to leverage more of my office. Like I was in the corner because of where my green screen had to be, and in order to use that, I needed to position it and I was probably using one quarter of my office for my workspace and that just wasn't doing it so got rid of that flipped the desk around really rearranged some stuff and then I'm going to um, put the um whatchamacallit I'm going to put a green screen on one of those uh projector screens you know what I mean the portable thingies you can pull down you know, the different backgrounds and all that stuff, too, because I want to do some more photography stuff and some product photography, uh, etc. So it makes sense to get all that. So there you go. That's how that how that works out. Uh, plus, everyone's got nice fancy backgrounds in their videos, so <laughs> I need to, to pull that in. Ah, Terry Samuels, Disney music. I guess uh, if you listen to the, to the words, it's not so Disney-like, but sure. <laughs> Cure for Psycho is Disney music. All right, we got it. Uh, let's see. Today we are uh, no news. I just looked at all the articles I could find and everything. It's kind of a blah, blah, blah. Core Web Vitals is coming out, blah, blah, blah. Google Search Console is awesome, blah, blah, blah. Um Build more backlinks. So since that's all kind of the same stuff these days right now, I'm just gonna gonna hold off on the uh, on doing the news, uh, at least for this episode. Like I said, nothing uh, game changing. There's no real cool ideas that came out. Uh, I will say through my conversation with Ted Kabitis over at the uh, Internet Marketing Gold, he uh, he was doing a test and he found some information that kind of backs up. My hypothesis that Google Search Console is working on a completely different database than the normal search results, uh, which is why you can see quite often Google Search Console report that your page is indexed, and then you go look in the SERPs and it's not there. Now, under the definition of uh, my definition of index is it's it's showing up in the SERPs. Like I search for my URL either without with or without quotes and it's there, right? Uh, Ted's definition is a little bit more narrow. It's indexed if it's there and it's um, also ranking for a keyword. Uh, if it's ranking for the keyword in the top 100 or top 600 results we get to see, uh, then ergo it is uh, indexed. So, but... Either way, those uh, using either one of those definitions, Ted found that uh, instances of the actual inverse of what I was talking about, i.e. in Search Console but not in the SERPs, and he found that there's some that are in the SERPs, but Search Console's reporting is not indexed. Uh, so it's clear that those that system is actually two systems. Uh, they're designed to talk to somewhat, talk to each other somewhat. Uh, however, I don't think that they are directly connected uh, so that they are feeding each other accurate information very timely. Uh, so what does that mean for us is uh, you can submit to Google Search Console the index. Uh, I believe that is going into their system, which is essentially what we all know as caffeine. Uh, and once caffeine gets overloaded, like it did last year, midsummer. 
uh, and indexing went to complete crap. Uh, they uh, they adapted and they reduced the amount of data that gets pushed through Search Console into Caffeine. Uh, ergo, your indexing goes down in the actual real search results. Uh, so that's, that's pretty interesting to, to know that. I think what we would probably want to find out is what Google bought or how the SERP database is built uh, beyond just Search Console integration. Uh, I.e., are they looking at uh, crawling and they find your link on a website or whatever, and does Googlebot decide, oh, it's not in the Search Console, wasn't submitted, but we're going to add it to the SERPs because we found it. And then maybe at some point those get synced. Uh, that would be uh, interesting to know, but for the most part, I think I feel pretty val- validated for the last couple of years. I've been telling people that those things are two separate, uh, it's two, two separate databases and, and no one's seen to believe me, but nah, I'm right. I guess. <laughs> uh, so that's that's kind of cool. Does that devalue Search Console data even more? I don't really think so. I guess it really all depends on what you're looking at it for, right? Uh, I use it to analyze backlinks minimally because you have to do several polls to even get the, the bulk of the list that Google has for you. Uh, and even then, it's pretty heavily filtered. I like using it for the impressions data and the query per page data uh, to build keyword lists for specific pages and to build anchor text lists for uh, for those same specific pages based off of impressions uh, and where the average uh, CTR is. Um, average CTR again, you can it could say you're number one. You go do a search, you're not even in the top 100. Uh, just keep in mind that it's average CTR for all of the queries that they're showing your page for uh, and in every location. And if you take into your proximity stuff, uh, that could vary quite widely. And that's why you see such a significant difference in your average CTR versus what you're looking for. So that, you know, I, honestly, it, it, it really depends on the scope of your page and what you're trying to do with it. Uh, if you're like a, a near me search uh, type thing and you're leveraging that, your average CTR could be uh, pretty low, but you could be ranking high for those terms in specific areas. Uh, so just bounce that around and look at it and just kind of use that data uh, as it is what it is kind of thing. Uh, but as for indexing, I, I mean, it, there's got to be a better way for Google to tell webmasters the accurate thing. Uh, but just look at it this way. If it says you're indexed, you're indexed in the Search Console database. If it says you're not indexed in the Search Console database, it might not always mean that you're not indexed in the, the live search result database. Um, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a big deal for if you're running big sites, too. And we run into that a lot with big sites, 8 million pages. Google will say that half of your pages or three-quarters of your pages are de-indexed, and you do some manual checking, you see that they're actually still there. Uh, it does create significant trust issues in tools when that happens, but uh, if you balance out what you're using them for, I think you'll be fine. Okay. As always, I'm going to try to keep the episodes down to 30 minutes. I'll be available uh, for another 30-ish minutes, depending on how things go after that. Uh, for questions, if you want to ask questions, just go ahead and drop them in, and I will get to them, uh, regardless if you're watching Facebook, YouTube, uh, you can see them. 
Uh, this is for the, the live phone thing. There is a cable I have to order. It's the TRRS cable. I mentioned this last week. Uh, I went to my music store to, to get it because typically those kind of stores would have it and I wouldn't have to do the Amazon or B&H uh, to get that stuff, and uh, well, the music store didn't have it, so <laughs> now you got to order from B and H. Uh, it's a thirty dollar cable, which is uh, quite expensive, so it better be good, and it better be the right one. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. So the the landing page conversions. Uh, I brought that up on how to swipe landing pages uh, last week. And use those for your affiliate offers. So um, ClickBank, for example, we're going to use ClickBank as as an example, but you can certainly do this with more of the higher-end launches. uh, And and essentially swipe the landing page, optimize it uh, a little bit with some tweaks and stuff. We can go into that a little bit today. Uh, And then uh, switch the Buy Now button with your affiliate link. in, in the same way that it would be applied if someone clicked your affiliate link and then went to the offer page. Uh, and the benefits of doing this are twofold. Is one, you can actually opt, you have the CRO uh, optimized page, depending on the product owners and their quality. Uh, you have a CRO optimized page that uh, you can pull and you, and you know that it's already optimized for sales, right? You know that it's converting high, uh, and then all, all you got to do is get it to rank high. Uh, and two, once you just change that first buy now button, what it'll just if there's any upsells in the offer and all that stuff, all of that um, uh, affiliate information will get passed through anyway. So you don't really have to worry about that uh, too much. And then you'll just go right through, uh, and you can do some stuff to optimize for keyword variations, uh, i.e., review bonus. Um, scam, all those <laughs> kind of words that people search for uh, during big product launches and then just carry on uh, doing that. Uh, if there's an evergreen type product, then you even got something better you can go with uh, and uh, you can build and optimize and just keep that going uh, for for quite some time, which is kind of cool. Okay, so let's get, uh, I'm going to get going. We'll just go ahead and jump right into that. I'm gonna open up <sighs> You can see I'm on one screen nowadays. All right. So I haven't been in here in forever. So you can see my affiliate commissions. I'm a baller. I make so much money it reset to zero. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to Marketplace. We're just going to find something. Right, log me out. I don't care if you know my nickname. I want to make some offers on my stuff. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Okay, that's fine. An offer. Because I was building stuff yesterday. This one's a good one, actually. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This Ted's work woodworking offer. Uh, initial sale conversion sixty four point eighty four. Recurring rebuild. I don't even think there's a rebuild on that offer. I actually bought this product. Um. Let's see. Let's look at this affiliate page. Yeah, I bought this one. 
And this is really, it's a download. That's, that's honestly what it is. It's a, it's a download um, of like 16,000 just different plans. And it's the worst delivery ever. But this, this thing still does really good. Um, so let's just use that one. Generate our hop links. That is there. So now we're going to go to the page. He's got that new video sales letter. Graph. That's nice of them. This is the link that we really need. I'm going to look and see. I doubt you guys could see it, but I'm looking for my affiliate ID in this long ass string. And it looks like it's probably encrypted into that list, which is okay. Back. There we go. Add to cart. Yeah, it's encrypted in there. <clears throat> so we really want to make sure that this is the same. So when I click on this, yeah, it is the same. I need to find, there it is. Clickbank forwarding ID. That's what you want. Okay. So we know that's right. Actually, I should just open that new tab. And now I want to grab this page. And you can do this a couple ways. You can actually just go into view source. Uh, a copy all drop it in the Dreamweaver. Control A, Control B. And you can see that's there. And obviously, you'll have to format some stuff. All right. I think most of this is probably just blocking me because of the way that I copied it. But there's another way to do it. And if you're on a Mac, you can use this tool. It's called Sight Sucker. You don't necessarily have to be on a Mac, though. I think there's a couple options out there uh, for your Windows guys and gals. Sight Sucker in there. And it's downloading all the images and everything. It's built on Thrive. Hopefully they updated their Thrive and it didn't get hacked in the background. 
cleaned up a few Thrive sites recently from that background, from that hack. Essentially, they were getting in through the, it's the Thrive page builder or content editor and the Thrive leads. Uh, there's a something in the, the files uh, that allowed them to get in. And then once they are in, they could add stuff to your server base or your, um, your uh, whatchamacallit, your, the one I'm looking for, the term in my head, your server, and get into your server and uh, really cause quite a, a hubbub. So here's this HTML. We're just going to open it to see if it's the same. There we go. Here's uh, this is their this is their main main sales page uh, for the offers. Not the one we we're looking for. We want the video. New what is it? New VSL. That's what we're looking for. ESL. Make sure we get the right one. And there we go. Got everything we need. All the images are there. All of this, if you use SiteSucker, it makes this a whole lot easier because you see the the copy-paste version, it, it screws up uh, a lot of the images and stuff just because of the way that that uh, pumps out, right? So I'm not going to save that. I'm going to go here, and I'll open in Dreamweaver. There you go. Everything works. It'll take its time because it's got a lot to load in there. It's one of the downsides of Dreamweaver when it's got a lot to load. It kind of takes some time. And you see all these scripts and stuff. That's what I was all trying to load And when I did that page source, and it just wasn't loading right because I didn't have access to those files. You don't really have to worry about that, though, Once you, if you do this yourself because you don't want to change some of the referencing things, like where the images are hosted and all that stuff. As long as they allow off-site image hosting, you're going to be just fine. Uh, doing this, it'll pull those in from their from their domains, and all you really got to change is the uh, the buy button. Uh, I'm waiting for this to catch up. Uh, while it does that, any questions so far? Alex Rule says HT Track T R A C K for PC. If you want to use that, already. Well, you can pretty much do this. You can do this with anything. As long as it's got a, a sales page, you'll be good. Let's see if we can find another one. Um, that one's a little bit rough. I want to rank by average sales. There's another one. Dog Training World by K91. Average sale, 163 bucks. That's a lot. Uh Here's another one, 75 locksmithing secrets, woodworking and locksmithing. That's odd. Let's see what that one is. 
auto locksmithing business. I was in the MP in the army, man. I could break. We could break into cars pretty quick. <laughs> All you need is a slim gym and a little bit of practice. This is actually making keys. That's kind of cool. That's a cool little side business if you want to do that. Order now. Let's see where that goes. Just checking these buttons. See if they all go to the same place. If it does. It's a sales. CV items, checking to see if the ID is the same in here. Man, this one was forever. Referral ID, FB, blah, 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 blah. It's all encoded, so you can't steal each other's stuff. See, I think I should be able to get this one too. Should be fine. Let's see if we can do it in here. Can we? Can we move around in this page yet? I think I broke Jim Weaver. Oh come on. I don't normally have problems, but today I've been, um, having a couple of issues. I think it might be the, latest update that's not what I need I need this it's kind of forced to refresh that a little bit yeah, this one was better than the first one. See, everything's over here. This tells me that you can actually, you can use the images. Remember talking about um, being able to use images across someone else's, from someone else's domain, right? So there is a way that you can stop that. So in case you're getting a lot of server load and people are using your images, and you can actually um, stop that so that only be, they can only be displayed on yours, uh, and you can mess around with those a little bit. This is a perfect example of when you don't have to. Now we want to go here. Here's our buy button. Order now. There's our link right there. And this is the link we want to change. So we go in here. I'm going to click this to get all that encoding and then let me come back here and drop it in 
and I'm gonna direct. Okay, and then I want to save this as. Just put in my junky downloads folder here. This is locksmith. Okay, let me go here. Uh, documents. Let me turn this off for a second. Testing the HTML docs. Close. Locksmith. Open. Make a page. And I just opened it out of the file thing. I didn't, op I didn't upload it on a domain or anything. Button we changed. Changed. There it is. Boom. The code is there. I want to go to the end because that's where the ID was. In five four C six add three five four C six add three. So it's the same. So the referral ID is good, and now we have their web page, right? So we've copied um, this page. Now, what do we do with this? So you can leave this all the way it is if you want to. Um, honestly, it's a, if it's a high converting page, why mess with it? I would actually go look and see what is missing from here, and you might have some things to clean up, but I think that's just kind of a big hero section, uh, which is totally fine. And then you can go down here in, in this earnings disclaimer area, and you can add, um, if you want to, if you're into this sort of thing, you can add some keywords. I'll put this right here so you see it. And then I'm going to go. Oh, come on. P. And what's the name of this product? Online Locksmith Course. Online. Auto locksmith course. Bingo. Online auto locksmith course. And then I'm going to save this because.
Best. Top. And then I want to do Make sure it's clear that I'm doing a review. Is there any doubt? I need to fix that space. Ah. All right, so there we go. Because I'm greedy, I'm gonna do one more, and then I need to look up this code. Display then HTML. CSS one I'm looking for. There we go. Let's see. Let me try it myself. Ignore the phone. I am. Trying to find it. It's a. I don't want to do it like it has in that example because I just want that one paragraph. I don't want to do a style. You know what I mean? I just want that one paragraph. Because uh, this is a style, so if I'm adding that style, it'll do it. I want to do. Display none. Display style. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Stack overflow to the rescue. Uh, where is the example? Come on, guys. There we go. That's what I want. Right. Right, I should hide it. Uh, it just refresh. So. Drag this thing all the way to the bottom. Poor Wilbur. 
Finger. Come on. There is something going on over here that I don't see, but I don't really care for the purpose of this demo. We're not, we're not promoting this offer. So let's open it. It's gone. Look in the source. Bottom. There it is, right there. Perfect. It's in the HTML. Google will find it. Okay, so what I just showed you is actually a violation of Google Terms of Service. So use that as your, at your own caution. I will tell you that nine times out of ten, the Googlebot, well, pretty much never, the Googlebot will never won't find that. Um, They'll actually read it. It'll count towards your page and stuff. Those sections may or may not index our rank for a term that's inside of those. Uh, but for the most part, Google reads that stuff, and it does apply towards the rest of your um, your website and your rankings, right? So, <clears throat> But use that as a, in, in caution. You don't want to actually go and, and leverage that on a money site um, without being aware of what can happen if someone finds it. So, uh, and most people or anyone that does find it will typically, it's just the, uh, the narc SEO who goes out and instead of actually ranking a website, they go and find all the things that are wrong with the client's websites or the competition websites and then reports those to Google. It's the, that's the narc SEO method. Uh, and that is how, um, a lot of that hidden stuff gets caught. Uh, but just don't get greedy with it, and you're going to be just fine. You just want to bump up the keyword density just a little bit, and then you can actually build some anchors towards those other keywords uh, and, uh, and and leverage that pretty, pretty well. All right, and that's it. That's uh, how you take uh, affiliate offer landing pages and use them for your own. couple quick points. Remember, not all... Um, those affiliate offers or landing pages allow you to use your their images on their hosting. Uh, so you have to be uh, cognizant of that. You saw a good example in the first offer that we tried to do. We put it into Dreamweaver, and it didn't pull that stuff in. Um, and then when we downloaded everything, it all worked. So that just means that that host or that the people that own that product are not allowing people to use their images on uh, other on the other domains to keep down server resources. Totally fine if you run into that and you really want to copy that offer. Just download it with SiteSucker or HTT Track for PC, uh, and uh, and just you're just going to have to know that you got to upload all of those resources that that page is using uh, in order to uh, leverage this trick. Uh, you will save tons of time using this. 
building landers for your uh, your affiliate business if you're doing affiliate stuff uh, and it's already pre-optimized for conversions now all you got to do is just insert uh, the necessary text to rank for things like you know the reviews and buy now and that kind of stuff uh, you get that in there, optimize it a little bit. You can even just throw it down there where we did in the hidden. You don't even have to hide it if you don't want to. Uh, and just uh, go from offer to offer and offer and build out essentially niche sites with uh, nothing but landing pages for similar offers, which I think is a, it's a really cool way to get through that process. So I hope you find that useful. Uh, we're going to move on to the Q&A part. I'm going to throw some music on. If you guys don't have any questions, after a little bit, I probably will shut everything down. i got some stuff to do uh, anyway. So with that, I thank all of you for watching. In case you all have to bounce the 30-minute mark, I appreciate your time. Uh, all right, so one question from the YouTubes. Uh, it's from Elton. Have you seen any changes on rich snippets the last few days? A lot of my pages had stars on the SERPs, and the stars are gone now. Is an update coming or something else? Uh, well, you have a hard time judging uh, updates based off of whether snippets show or not. It, it's a that's a Google algorithm user thing. Uh, they show and then they don't. They move them and then they don't. And they're trying to actually do CTR testing. Uh, so when you see significant changes in things like the stars or displaying phone numbers or site links, that's all CTR testing. Uh, in the wild, there is just because you have uh, that schema, as everyone knows, just because you have it doesn't necessarily mean they have to show it. Uh, and typically, if you see that bounce, it just means they've, they've tested a CTR or they ha are testing CTR to see if they are using those things are worthwhile or not. Uh, and that's typically how that how that happens. Uh, the other thing is uh, featured snippets. They had a, they had a glint there. Was it a couple of weeks back, where they dropped a whole bunch, and now they're all starting to come back. Uh, and that again is CTR and index passaging and all that stuff, just kind of picking in at the same time. Uh, Jeff Meekin, any tips or resources on getting started with SEO testing? It's kind of a loaded question because I own uh, SEO Intelligence Agency and we do SEO testing. Uh, another source that I know of uh, is Internet Marketing Gold. That's uh, Ted Kobitis and Kyle Roof. Uh, and they have people that do SEO testing for them and their members. Uh, but if you want to do it yourself, you really got to figure out um, which of the three types of tests you want to do or if you want to do all three. Right, so the first one is single variable testing. Uh, typically, how you do that is fake keywords, uh, and you're testing one thing and one thing only to see if it's a ranking factor or not. And that's really at the end of the day, that's uh, what single variable testing is going to get you. Is it a ranking factor or is it not? Uh, and in that, you have you could test it on the, the usually ten test page model, and then that one test says yes or no, it's a ranking factor. Uh, and then you build on that, and you actually do 10 tests and see if, is it a ranking factor consistently? Is it always a ranking factor? And if it's always a ranking factor, then you can move on to um, leaderboards where you're testing factors against each other. 
uh, to see which one is stronger, which one is worse. Like so, that's how we know title tag, uh, URL, uh, uh, H1, and bold, for example, or in content is the uh, primary ranking factors, the the big five. So if you got all those things down, you're if you reach the big five, right? So uh, title tag um, headers in content. Uh, I forget the other two. URL, and then there's one more. I want to. Uh, I can't. I can't remember right now. Um, so you you take those uh, and you combine them, intermix them, and now you're testing uh, multivariate variable testing, uh, which is which basically means which combination of these these factors do I do? Can I get the biggest bang for my buck? And that's what multivariate t- testing is going to tell you. Uh, and then you have live testing where you're actually competing against other people that are doing things that you can't control. You don't know. Uh, and then you have to add other factors or consider other factors when you're doing your stuff. I, if you're on a e-commerce site and you change all of the quarter of your title tags or you change the position of, um, or the, the, the way you're handling your H tags, uh, that kind of stuff, uh, is, a is in the wild testing is what I call it. Uh, and that's a little bit more convoluted and it's really, really at the end of the day, those are the ones that are really, this is a per site thing. And just because it worked for your website doesn't necessarily, it's going to mean it's going to work for, uh, Christopher's website or Elton's website. Maybe, maybe Elton and Jeff get the exact same thing. And then Christopher and Alex go and, um, test it and it tanks their website. Uh, and that's why a lot of courses and stuff fail too, is because they fail to to mention that uh, Google ranks web pages and they treat each thing individually. And there's this combination of stuff that hits and it's different. So um, that's why SEO testing is exciting, and it's also why there's so many people who say I tested. Uh, and you have to understand the the way that they test. I Matt Diggity he tests in the wild, right? So there's he's testing this thing, PBN links for example, because he's known for PBN stuff. He's testing PBNs in an affiliate offer in a specific niche, uh, and this is what he got from those PBNs in this affiliate offer in the specific niche. You as a buyer say, hey Matt Diggity, I want to buy the same links you did. Uh, I'm going to put it in for my affiliate offer, but you do it as a different niche. You might not necessarily see the same result. <laughs> so um, you just got to clarify that the difference in the test and, and, and what you actually did. Uh, so uh, if you're looking to, to get on yourself and actually start doing that kind of stuff, uh, SEO Intelligence Agency, we bring on people. Uh, we teach you how to test, uh, and then we pay you $100 for each one of your tests. And you can come join that group. You get access to um, our Trello board and all the tests and the test ideas that we want and all that stuff. Uh, and you could you could do that, or you just go and go do it on your own. Uh, I, I will say it gets really tedious and boring when you're doing SEO testing on your own, uh, especially uh, with the lack of tools that allow uh, ease of use to set up testing sites and stuff like that. Uh, and being in a community of people who are legit testing uh, is pretty uh, is way better. You get more ideas, more creative uses flowing, and stuff like that. The downside 
of, of that is depending on the, the core group of testers, you're testing um, either you have testers that do stuff that, you know, the regular business owner is going to do to their website or standard SEO, uh, or you have people that are testing stuff on an academic level and don't really appreciate that people want that information and to um, are working to increase their rankings. And as such, the, the what, you know, yeah, but so what? You know, what, why do I want to rank? A lot of that's missing out of SEO testing stuff, too. So that's how that is. Okay, next question, Christopher. How do you tell if your page is failing to rank better because of a content issue versus lack of backlinks? Uh, for me, I'm running a, a phase. I'll, I'll put the content as it is inside a phrase, see where it's at. Then I'll put it inside a surfer, see where it's at. And then I'll put it inside an inlinks and see where it's at. And if those numbers are below my own parameters... Uh, which is 100 for phrase, 75 uh, for surfer, and 89, 85 for for inlinks. Then I probably have a content issue, and I can update the content and do that a little bit better. And the and then the other way to do that is just it's your your uh, your knowledge in the market. So if you know you're going you're in real estate, for example. <clears throat> um, one, you probably have a content issue because everyone is using the same listing descriptions for the listings. Uh, and two, you have a backlinks issue because it's really competitive uh, in order to get up because you got to beat the home and the uh, realtors and the Zillows and all that other stuff, right? Uh, so um, it's a combination of two experience and just knowing, uh, using the tools to leverage and figure that out. Uh, Vinay, what is your go-to on-page optimization to Pops or Corfra? Cora, it's always been Cora. Uh, Surfer, I don't use the tools for on-page optimization at all. I just use the content editor. And Pop, I canceled my subscription to. I don't use that at all either. Uh, and it's not a discount on, on Pop. It's not a discount on, on Surfer. I just think that uh, my basic... On page SEO, this is all the stuff that I know I have to do. I don't need a tool to tell me all that crap. I can I I'm, I'm writing my contents in outline format. I know that I got to put my keywords in the headers. I know I got to put variations in the headers. I know I got to add entities and uh, um, LSI terms or TDIF, whatever doc term you want to use in your head. I know I got to add that to my content. So I don't need Pop and Surfer to tell me all that stuff. Uh, right, and then I use Cora Light uh, first. Maybe there's some things that I miss, but more often than not, I'm finding that with my writing pr process, the on-page stuff is pretty much handled. Uh, short of you know inserting some labels and CSS tags and imagery and all that stuff. So, uh, and then I go use Cora to analyze the types of backlinks and the numbers of backlinks that I need, uh, and then I'm off to the races. So. It's amazing how much a good writing process eliminates 99% of that, that work uh, from an on-page perspective for you. Uh, Elton Musa, I'm doing some tests on my own but can't see the index test pages. I'm publishing the pages and requesting anything else I should be doing away from them. 
if you're in SIA, I taught a indexing method to get around that. Uh, I'm not giving that for free uh, because I don't want it to get ruined. But if you want to leverage the power of that method that I taught everybody in SIA, then just sign up for Omega Indexer. That's from the guys from SEO Autopilot. We tested that independent tester, 94% indexing rate after three days, as I think what he got out of it. And you can't beat that. It's really good. Obviously, it's a little bit more expensive because it's on a per credit basis. But I know the background. I know the systems that they're using behind it. And... It would be just ex- expensive, if not more, for you to be doing what, what they've, they've pulled off, right? Because, you know, they, I gave them the method, and they auto, automated it, and I made it so it's scalable. Um, so I would just go that route. The other thing is uh, filtering. And, and what I mean by that is we set up test pages, and let's say you have one domain, and then you build 10 test pages for the same fake keyword in that one domain. Google will index all 10, and now it's going back and filtering and removing, on average, seven of them from the index completely because it's a keyword cannibalization thing now. Uh, And so uh, that didn't used to be there or it wasn't as as sensitive. Uh, I am noticing it differently, like .coms versus .net versus .info uh, domains, but I haven't... Uh, tested and monitored that completely yet so uh, take that idea with a grain of salt but for sure the dot coms are stupid sensitive to the keyword cannibalization and that um, update like two years ago where google said we're not going to show um, multiple pages from the same domain for the same keyword anymore uh, that wasn't really affecting single variable testing uh, and now it for sure it's definitely there so Uh, That could be another one of your issues. So what I do now uh, is 10 domains, one test page per domain, and that eliminates the the filter uh, and allows you to test in a single keyword. It makes it significantly harder to do 10 tests uh, simultaneously, though, (laughs) though, and, and, and it's only because of the, the way you got to build that test, right? So you build that test once, take some time, and then you got to do it again on 10 different domains, 10 pages, 10 times. So what is that, the math? Like 100 pages you're building uh, on 10 separate test keywords on 10 separate domains. It, it, makes it, a, it makes it a pain. But the knowledge is worth it. Especially if it's a gold, it's a golden goose kind of test. You know, you know this little thing. For example, um, way back when HTML updated and went from bold to strong, not everyone was employing it yet. And Google's bot was actually using strong as this is the the emphasis of this page, right? Versus bold. And then everyone started updating the standard, and Google bot is now, yeah, bold or strong. We don't care. It doesn't matter use one of them when i can give you any benefit from it because it's expected you should be using it however if you look in the search results under bold uh, and you see those variations that are bolded they're actually using em or emphasis now uh, so we have to test uh, bold strong and emphasis against each other and see which one we should be using uh, and when 
Strong was the one. It was pretty powerful. It was a pretty powerful boost. Like you can just go in there and strong your keyword a couple times and go up like five, ten positions. Uh, and maybe EM now will have similar effect. I it's that's a that's a that's a really it's a reach uh, for sure because EM has been around for quite some time. So emphasis, um, but we'll see how the Googlebot is is handling now because not it's not the standard thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't push bold and get EM in your system. So that's kind of how that works. All right, guys. Eight minutes, and that'll be the hour. So I'm going to leave you with some uh, some more music. And again, if you have any questions, I'll jump back in and uh, be glad to answer them. I'm always here and there oh, oh. I fear of missing out And what I've become And I'm told 